Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. What's up, clit lickers, lip lockers, and cock gobblers? This is Billy Presida, and you're listening to the Man Whore Podcast. What's up, everyone? I've got some Beyonce stuck in my head. How about you? I'm your host, and what is going on? Uh, welcome to all my new listeners who are checking me out for the first time. I'm your host, and uh, this is a podcast where on most weeks, I talk to women I've hooked up with about sex, dating, sexuality, love, gender, relationships, bodies, the good and the bad touch and all that fun stuff. So welcome to the show if you're new and welcome back if you're not. How you doing? Uh, this week's guest is uh, my friend Luna, who I met at a an event of sorts that involved her mouth and my penis uh, a bit of a while ago, and I'll tell you more about that in a bit. Woo, I had a weekend. Very fun times. Included a trip to lip service, the good old makeout party here in Brooklyn, and, uh, and what I did yesterday, New York Body Painting Day. On Saturday, I stripped down in front of hundreds of people and waved my cock around while I got body painted. You know, like for art. Um, it's the nudist version of for science, uh, for art. Yes, no, uh, <laughs> it's a good time. You know, they had 100 models and 100 artists come on out and do this art in front of a bunch of people. And it was a really fun time. I, uh, I'm not going to lie. Big selling point for me is just being allowed to be naked in a public place without getting arrested. You know, uh, we, we talked with Felicity Jones from uh, the Young Natures of America last year about this, but just the idea of like nudism and being able to be naked in a uh, non-sexual environment is a, is a really nice freeing feeling. It's just a good old, it's just a goddamn good time. Um, and I got to say, you know, it, it, I, I tried to lose weight for this event. Didn't work. I, I probably put on a few pounds the night before. And yet I was out there not giving a shit. Not for a second was I concerned uh, my love handles were too big or that my cock wasn't big enough or anything of that nature. You know, because there were people of all shapes and sizes out there. There were obese people. There were bodybuilders. There was a chick in a wheelchair. There were old people, young people, couples, single people. I don't know if we had any trans folk uh, this time around, but last year there was like a trans woman with a big old dick. And just everyone's there for, uh, for nudity and art's sake. And I, you know, I got to meet so many interesting people, different people from different backgrounds who were there for different reasons, lots of difference. And, you know, look, as me, who I look like the enemy, you know, I look like the man who wants to outlaw difference. But I love it. I dig it. It was a good time. My artist was, shout out to my artist, by the way, Leanne Balk. I keep fucking up her name. Her name ain't Becky with the good hair. Uh, shout out to my artist, Leanne Balk-Wignall, who is an Orlando-based uh, makeup artist, who also, as her day gig, is just a makeup artist at a strip club, which I did not know was a job. But, oh, she's so much fun. She's a fun old bra who just came on up here. This is fun. She, she's been with men only until she was 35, got divorced, fell in love with a woman, has been with the same woman for 16 years. So as we're getting ready to like, for me to take my underwear off so she can paint 
in between my mid thigh and waist area. The dick and the balls, people. She's gonna she's gonna paint my cock and balls. And she she said to me, like, you know, look, I haven't seen a I haven't seen a dick for sixteen years. I was like, oh, oh my gosh, I'm honored, I'm flattered, and I am so sorry I did not bring a better one for you to see. We had a good time with that whole ordeal. Uh, she was very, almost shy through it. She's like, can you please just lift, uh, just lift it up? There you go. Uh, she got, you got to get under the shaft, people. Otherwise, if I'm bouncing around, you're just going to see a bunch of uh, white. So, uh, But she was awesome. She was a kick-ass lady, and I, I hope our paths cross again one day. I, I met another artist who's like, oh, I totally want to body paint you. She's uh, she's in a story. I was like, yeah, f- I'm an easy sell. Just say I can show up and take my clothes off and I'll come. Yeah. I don't know what we're going to do. You're going to need my agreement to, for further things, but it's an easy sell to get me to come over and strip down. So I'm look. I, I can't wait to have pictures to show you all of that. Right. Um, and, and look, I'm telling you body painting day that's an excuse this is why you should be following me on periscope everybody at the billy Presida on periscope because i i broadcasted i live streamed you know i think three different times throughout the the day i was showing everyone a video of other models who were getting painted so lots of boobies and titties i was trying to broadcast not to mention you know my own package my own downtown paradise so uh, it, it, that was a good time, uh, Periscope and that. Also, again, I post a lot of pictures on Twitter, so you can see pictures there, at the Billy Persita. I would post them to Facebook. Uh, we are launching a Facebook page, I swear to God, in the next week or so. 10 days. In 10 days, within 10 days, I will launch the Facebook page. There. <laughs> the, uh, the official page, not my personal profile, people. I need just a pinch of privacy. But uh, I can't post. New York Body Painting Day pictures to Facebook because they're not a fan of the non-sexual nudity. That's a big no-no. That'll get you uh, put in Facebook jail, so I can't do that. But Twitter, folks, that's where you can see that. Uh, You know what? I'll even post some of the the naked photos, some of the body painting stuff to Reddit, to the Man Whore Podcast subreddit. That's r slash Man Whore Podcast for all you Randy Redditors out there. And if you're curious uh, to learn more about Body Painting Day, they also have it in Amsterdam and Brussels and I think San Francisco soon. Uh, Search New York Body Painting Day online or search for Andy Golub, G-O-L-U-B. He is the artist who organizes uh, the event. And by the way, if you want to go check out my artist, uh, she has Instagram at Backstage MUA. She's just a gosh darn delight. (laughs) Now, this week's guest is Luna. Uh, Luna, I met uh, through the Bukaki Social Club. And, you know, when I tell people that sometimes I, I go to an apartment where one special lady would like to uh, suck a lot of dicks, they usually ask about the woman, uh, why? Why do that? Uh, that sounds not pleasant at all. So when I met up with Luna uh, to record this show, you know, I... I asked her that very same question, and she had uh, quite a wonderful answer. It was, it was actually very simple when she explained it to me. But uh, our conversation led into a lot of really cool topics. You know, uh, she has quite the back. She has quite the interesting backstory. Growing up, an Orthodox Jew who ends up homeless, and today is very much a, a polyamorous person who also is a professional dominatrix. And we also discuss 
what makes a dick pretty? Which led to probably my favorite quote, which was, I like most dicks. One note about this recording is there are a lot of beeps you are going to hear, um, especially in the first like half of this episode. She had just broken up with a guy. She didn't mind saying his name. And then about a week or so later, she was like, ooh, do you think we could beep his name? I feel really bad about it. He has a very unique name. So I was like, yeah, let's just do that. That's easier. So there's a lot of beeps. Sorry, not sorry. And uh, those of y'all waiting for the impersonal Patreon, thank you. Roll call. You will hear it uh, later on in this broadcast. But for now, me, Luna, dicks. When your mission is beyond missionary, step up your game with Liberator. Their collection of transformable sex furniture and sex toy mounts will put you in sexual positions you never thought were possible. Use promo code MANHOR and save 40% off the best-selling wedge ramp combo at liberator.com. As we age, our bodies are changing. Certain parts need more support than they used to. Other areas are getting a little sore faster. And that's why it's important to make sex more comfortable. And that's where Liberator comes in. Liberator has been making fuck furniture to make sex more comfortable, more pleasurable, and last longer for decades. Their best-selling wedge ramp combo gets you in the right positions just a little easier, just a little bit more comfortable, which means you're ready to be in that position longer and harder. Uh, uh, uh. And you can get 40% off Liberator's Wedge Ramp Combo when you use promo code MANHORE at liberator.com. Or you can click the link at the top of the notes to go right to the product. Again, 40% off their best-selling Wedge Ramp Combo with promo code MANHORE. Or you can just browse around liberator.com and upgrade your sex life today. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. So cheers. Cheers. Get you relaxed. All right. Hey. Shipping some whiskey. Um, just like most dates of mine have started. <laughs> Gotta get them comfortable to get them talking. Oh, I, I'm not I didn't I don't know if we're gonna mention how we met or not. Oh, I mean, unless you don't want to. I have no problem with that. Oh, I hundred percent. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> it's a hundred percent what we're gonna Okay coming up. Yes. Uh well I okay, let's start with this. I I'm here with Luna and Luna and I met. Wow, the just the poly network. Sometimes I feel like I want a big piece of white paper or like a map and I want like uh some yarn and push pins like in the in the thriller movies when he's trying to solve a crime. I, feel I just like- want to tie them all together. I feel like almost more disquieting than it is exciting, but like really, I feel like everyone seems to be so connected. The fact that you brought up who you brought up before when mm-hmm. we were off air, mm-hmm. I was like, "What?" Like that, it keeps getting so connected. Then my friend right. Ames, like you know, Ames started hooking, I just dating. Ames, yeah, right. The Ames started dating, and I'm like, "How'd you meet?" Like it's like everyone fucking knows each other. I didn't know they were dating. It's it's like <laughs> middle school. It's insane. That's cute. Yeah, um, like I didn't know you didn't know I was dating Ames. I didn't know you were dating that. Person. And I was supposedly dating him. So, and I thought I knew you people. 
I'm just curled up in a corner and be like, I thought I knew you guys. Yeah. Um, but hello. Welcome to Hi. the show. Hello. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for having me. Um, I always feel strange saying that. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's just got like a lot of a lot of sexual background stuff going on. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like, hmm, I don't know if I really want to say this necessarily in a general context. I, I, I might be the only one who thinks about it like that. But. Like when a partner's parents invite you over for Thanksgiving, and you're like, yeah. th- you say thanks for having and me. And I'm like, but- oh no, <laughs> what have I invited? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of family is this? I don't know. You never know, man. We are in Arkansas, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I wouldn't go to Arkansas. Yeah, the the Poly Network is crazy. It's yeah. wild, and uh, and I met you kind of through it. So we have a mutual. I don't know if I'm going to say friend at the moment. <laughs> so uh, a mutual human being. Well, you've dated a couple people who've been on this podcast, yeah. which I find hilarious. Yeah, uh, well, it's going to happen. I think I it's just the. <laughs> <laughs> so was on this show ages ago, mm-hmm. and uh, he runs this thing called the Bukagi Social Club, which is how I met you. Right. Um, this is actually when I first started getting into, I mean, like I've always been sort of into sex with multiple people, but this is when I first started into getting into like sort of group sex encounters that are like more events, right. With people I don't necessarily know, but that are, Oh, Oh, that are okay. Louder, closer. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) With people that I don't necessarily know, but that are, you know, vetted and you know, everything's safe and okay. Um, but, you know, the thrill of it is, hey, random stranger, let's fuck. And then you go away and everything is cool. Um, but, yeah, no, um, the first time I ever did it, um, I was in this room full of people that, you know, I had never met who were acting kind of awkward. And I was just like kind of like. Hour night? Yeah. Yeah. There's that, There's one like squirrely look, little dude. I wasn't into it. I wasn't into that <laughs> squirrely face. But I was just like, you know what? I'm a power through this and it's going to be okay. It was okay in the end. He was a perfectly fine human being. But I was just like. And then uh, a couple of other like kind of nice dudes, and then like you walk in, and I'm like, I feel like I had, I feel like I had seen you on stage before at some point, um, just because I was also just starting stand up and like stage things, and I was like, do I recognize you? And then you're like, I, I, I start talking about comedy, and you're like, oh, comedy, and I'm like, oh, okay, great. <laughs> Yeah. And then there was just like a lot of dick sucking. And a lot were, of dick sucking. Well, you were on your way somewhere else, I think. I, I was like, hey, I got to bump everyone. I got to go first. I got to I gotta show. <laughs> it's like you're in an open mic. Yeah. In, in comedy, like sometimes a, a, a comedian, especially a higher level comedian can bump. They can say, hey, I got to actually go here because I got another gig or I'm Carlos Mencia and I go whenever I want. Right. Right. Uh, and I kind of pulled that off at the Bukaki. Like, Look, I got to go first. Sorry, guys. Yeah, I got to hit up all these other Bukaki social clubs. Sorry. Yeah, I got, I got five tonight. It's insane. Yeah. And um, but but so you do you did this Bukaki, and did you pitch it or did you request it? Um, he mentioned that it was a thing. I said, "Well, that sounds interesting." He, he planted it. He, yeah, in he's the back. he's like that. Yeah. He's, well, <laughs> not going to talk anymore about that. Um, but um. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I was at a point where I was just like exploring a lot of stuff. Um, I did a lot of like BDSM stuff in my youth with like crappy people. In my youth, in like my, you're so old now. I mean, like when I was like inappropriately young, <laughs> like when I was like a, like a kiddo. Or like a fifth, like 15? 15. What were you doing at 15? What kink were you doing at 15? Oh, I was just like in with a bunch of real bad dudes uh older dudes no yes i don't fucking know (laughs) um yeah no older dudes that were um that were kind of like 
I, I was in a place where I was just like, I was a very nihilistic kid. So he's just like, fuck it. I want to die real bad. So I'm just going to like go crazy. Is that nihilist or is that depressed? I don't think all nihilists want to um, die. It's not, it's, it, it's nihilism from depression. So it's just like, it's like, uh, it's sort of like. It's depression using nihilism as an excuse. Right. And also I loved fucking. Sure. And so I was just like, this is a great thing. Right. <laughs> I just, you know, I didn't really like the people I was doing it with at the time. Um, I got out of that, you know, kind of. Sometimes I fuck people I hate still. Okay. You know. Wait, so how old were these guys that you're fucking? <sighs> Illegally old. <laughs> I, I was picking up on that. I want to be like, yeah. was it illegal, but we're like, whatever? Or is it illegal and we're outraged? Uh, it, it, you know, at the time. Um, you were how old? Uh, this was like from when I was like 15 to when I was like 17. And they were how old? <sighs> Approximately 19 to like 28. And then there were some outliers. I mean, like after that, I started, I, I was really curious about like more extreme age differences. As, Deep. Yeah. As I. Thus the dating. Right. Is an uh, is an old man. Uh, he's, he's an old man by gay standards, I think. By gay standards, <laughs> but no, no, he's you know he's lovely. But I, I um, I'm curious about that dynamic for a number of reasons. Uh, my favorite thing is when people try and pathologize it because like, oh, you need a daddy. I'm like, no, dude, I got a dad. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm just curious about this. I think it's a weird taboo, and I you know, I don't even fetishize it that much. It's just also older dudes know how to fuck. Well, yeah, older. I think older people know how to fuck, right? Right. Because right, right. they've been fucking much longer, right? I've said this time and time again on this show. I think all college, I think all women over forty five should bang one dude college aged once in their life, just as a training session, <laughs> just to be like, look, this is here's some things you need to know. <laughs> For well, just forty five. No, it's more like just to help the youth come up in this age. Right. They need to know so that they stop disappointing twenty five year old women. Yeah, I mean, well, one of my favorite sex partners right now is, I don't even think she's, she's mid 40s. Um, and she just like, I, I, she, everyone, everyone should fuck 45 year old women. I love older women. <laughs> I, the, the oldest I got was, uh, she was 46 and I was 20. But then That's after that, it, she, you know, after that, it bumps down to like 42 or 40. Well, um, what we realize is, uh, uh is, I think exactly twice my age, which I think is funny. You're 26. Uh, well, it was before he turned. Like you're like was, 25. Uh, well, I'm 27. Uh, you're 27 because I just okay. turned 27. Um, but in the end, you know, like sometimes preferences that way. You know, I. It, it's hard to explain. You started saying in the end, like you breathed deeply. You said in the end, it sounded like you were about the, you were doing the voiceover of like a, of a dramatic film. <laughs> and that's when I learned I'm doing a fucking mouth story. Now. Um. <laughs> um, well, Bukaki Social Club. You so you once you tell people your definition of a Bukaki. Okay, so Bukaki Social Club in this sense is uh, the way that uh, this one works is there's one woman and whatever actions going on is sort of based around her. Um, there are parameters more or less, but it's kind of based on, it's sort of like a gang bang, but for your mouth, like a blow bang, something like that. Um, I think the nuanced difference I've made between blow bang and Bukaki was blow. Bukaki involves the actual coming on the face or body. Right. Or I think it- some of that happened. I, I, I'm not 
not crazy about that, but I'm not, you know, it's not like something I go nuts for. So I think that like, if, if that's something that you really like as a person, that should be like a central part of it. Mm-hmm. But, but basically it's sucking a lot of dicks. Yeah. I mean, every once in a while you just gotta suck a lot of dicks. Now, <laughs> it just now, happens. My, my more vanilla friends, uh, or maybe people listen to this podcast or new to the whole crazy sex stuff. Uh, sometimes their first question to a woman like you who just wants to suck a lot of cock at one time is why? <laughs> Um, well, it's not like an everyday thing. It's not like I wake up every morning and like, you know what I would love? It's just like a bunch of dicks. What if you just needed that every morning? I mean, your life would be pretty inconvenient. And just be like, oh, I got to get up and I got to get all these dicks together and I got to suck gotta them. Got to get them together. And the hardest part, I think, is getting them together. Jesus. I Sucking mean, the dicks easy. Honestly, what people don't tell you about all of these things, about, about uh, polyamory, about uh, group sex, about sex work, is that it's it's so fucking boring to get these people together and it's tedious because it's just like everybody got their own shit going on and it's just like, hey, I, I feel like inviting you over to get your dick sucked shouldn't be this fucking hard. Exactly, right? <laughs> um, but with Bikaki Social Club, also some of the people they were paying. Yeah, so this is how I knew liked me. was I went to my first one of these, I think when I was 23, mm-hmm. right? And it, this is back when they were free. They were still free. Then eventually I get like, you know, maybe a year later, I start again, emails again. And they also, they didn't mention that there was any sort of admission. So I was like, I just showed up. I was like, yeah, sure, I'm in. Mm-hmm. I show up. And then he starts walking around collecting from people. He said, okay, and if you can just get the 25 out. And I'm standing there and be like, wait, wait, what? Because I'm just like, I'm not into paying for the, I'll pay for my, my massages with whatever is mm-hmm. attached to it. But I'm not into the act of like paying for a blow job. So he's walking around to each person, collecting cash, collecting cash. And then he walks up to me and he goes, right. And Billy, and you, you gave that to me earlier. And then just goes by. I was like, what? okay. Yeah. Yeah. I gave it to you earlier. Totally. And- <laughs> well, here's another thing. Like I did not realize that payment was involved there. I mean, like, was there payment that night? Cause I, I no don't, idea. I don't think there was. I don't think, yeah. Cause that's because not what I was in it for. By the time you, by the time we started doing yours, he was having both. He was having paid and non-paid ones. Right. And he would, and I would always ask, cause I, I told him, Hey, just always let me know if it's a paid one. Even if I don't have to pay, I just like to know. Well, and, I don't uh, suck and he dick. didn't. I mean, yeah, I don't suck dick for money. Exactly. So, so like, I don't think I don't anyone think, yeah. there paid that night. It was all. It, <laughs> it was not. There's only like five of us. It wouldn't have been a very profitable venture yeah. for him. Well, but, I certainly, um, if I was gonna, if I was gonna uh, get paid to suck dick, it wouldn't be for twenty five dollars. I'll right, tell you right, what. Right. Um, yeah, there have been times when I have, uh, I have considered just sort of. Well, okay. Well, this is transitioning to sex work stuff. Okay. Well, um, let's just finish up on the bukkake. Okay, so why did you want to suck a lot of dick? <sighs> You know, um, I am, uh, I'm somebody that gets stuck in their head a lot. Uh-huh. Um, I, uh, I sort of like, I, I, I tend to not really be able to escape mind space and like just the fucking hamsters. And, um, even if it's pleasant, it's just really, really time consuming and, you know, energy absorbing. And sometimes if you just sort of like completely, absorb yourself in your body and like in just like a physical act right um the hamster stuff <laughs> so the blow jobs are soothing they're therapeutic yeah these I are mean, these are therapy blow jobs it's it's kind of hard to explain but it's it's more like um it's more like a like zen practice they're zen blow jobs right like they're like um 
and it's not it's honestly again it's 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 something that i will do every once in a blue moon this is how i feel about group sex too though and that's even more like sort of zen centered whatever mm-hmm. but like just like sort of an act of service like that is um i don't know it's just something like completely you're focusing on the one task Right. You know, like my boarding school was like an alternative boarding school. Uh And if you got in trouble, you were put out to work. So you weren't allowed to, you weren't going to classes, you weren't going to sports, you weren't talking to people. Is that legal? Yeah. Okay. It's a private boarding (laughs) school. You know, people like to pay a lot of money for the kid to not be in class. And um, so, you know, you'd be given tasks throughout the day, like you'd be like sweeping or maybe like picking weeds or mopping something or whatever. You're doing stuff like that. And the idea was that you're being given a simple task, like sweeping a floor, even if the floor is not dirty. But you're doing that so that you have time to think and reflect about your attitude and what's going on in your life. Right. I mean, I but instead of sweeping a floor, you're like putting a dick in your mouth. Yeah. Lots of lots of dicks. <laughs> um, well, I'm also like, um, even though I sort of sometimes do professionally BDSM as a dom, I'm very like into being a sub sexually right so there's also the element of just entering subspace and not really having to um to 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 be in control of what's going on next like that's i mean as somebody that's had to always like look out for themselves and like always fucking take care of my own shit being able to like sit and be like all right what do i do like what do i do and then i can do it and then everything's great you know um because it's just this universe where that is the thing you're doing because that's what you're supposed to do. And it's, uh, it's good. It's good. What was, what was all the taking care of yourself oh. going on before? <laughs> I grew up really, f- I grew up in a really f- like sort of series of fucked up situations. Um, mm-hmm. I grew up Orthodox Jewish actually. Okay. Um, and, uh, I also grew up with parents that were like a bit of a shit show. Um, and we were like way poor and like things were always really hard. And I was always like, and I sort of reacted to it. Poorly. Where'd you grow up? Boston. Okay. And uh, and then I was like on my own at a pretty early age, and uh, and I um, I just sort of and I've I've like been homeless and like a lot of other. You sh- were homeless. Yeah. <laughs> when was that? Oh, uh, that was like around when I was like eighteen or so. Um, and uh, I for did how long? For uh. For like a bunch of months. But um, what I did was I did this thing that uh, I was an early adopter of OkCupid. And I like to do this thing called uh, OkCupid Airbnb, uh-huh. <laughs> which uh-huh. is well, something, a term that I'm very proud of, actually. Um, but I would just sort of like hop around um, on Airbnb and sort of like have these very brief relationships. You mean OkCupid? Or, or, yeah, yeah, OkCupid and have these like really brief like relationships. Uh, it was like a super immoral thing to do. But I was like. They get you a meal and get you a shower. I mean, it wasn't explicit. I liked them, but I was just like, you know. Uh, Did I, they know you were homeless? Um, like half the time. Half the time? <laughs> you mean half the dudes were just like? I was really. Yeah, good I'll at- clean you up. It's okay. Well, um, no, I would, I would eventually be like, yeah, I'm like between places right now. And they'd just be like, oh, okay. And you know, when you're young, uh, sometimes people get these like weird care complexes and they want to take care of you. And I'm like, you can't take care of me, but you can try. (laughs) And if I get to hang out for a while and like, you know, a place where I don't have to worry about where I'm sleeping. So were you like basically moving in for short periods of time? 
something like that. Um, and because you just have these, I mean, like I was also like really manic all the time. So I was like, I'm going to form this like really close attachment with this person. But in somewhere in my mind, I was being pretty cynical about it. And I was just like, right. all right, cool. I'm just making this work. Um, but like I got out of it eventually. I mean, it wasn't that long, but it was like for, you know, longer than it should have been. How long, how many guys would you say that were involved in this okay cupid airbnb <laughs> oh, probably like close to eight i thought you were gonna say 80 no um, no i mean like because i you know i did it a bunch of times so mm. <laughs> but it wasn't like you know it it there, like some of them would just like not last long did you have a favorite one looking back oh man there was this um there was this English as a second language teacher who was just such a. He was such. It's just one of the funniest job titles I think out there. I know. He, he, no, he taught people like from like other like adults from other countries how to like speak English, and and he just like he was just such a caring human being, but he was like such a sap, and I was just like, I I, I felt like I helped him. Um, not be such a complete fucking pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so how was he a pussy? Um, he just like stuttered around his words all the time, just like, oh, I, but uh, that, ah, ah. I'm like, say things, say words, please, say words that that mean things. Don't you know? Like, he would second guess like every single thing that he said, and I was just like, have a statement, stand by the statement, chill. Now put that ooh ah, in, in, in any accent, and those were all of his students. <laughs> That's how they're maybe learning was, English. Maybe he was just used to it. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he was just, um, he was always sort of really, uh, he really lacked in self-confidence. I'm still in touch with him. We're like, we're Facebook yeah. friends. Um, uh, but he was always really lacking in self-confidence. And like years later, he did tell me, he's just like, I'm really glad that we met. And I'm like, I guess I am too. Um, but he's, he's a good person. Yeah. It's funny. Like you become friends with people that you were just like completely embroiled with, like just, uh, and when you were different people. There's this guy, Steve, and he's going to be doing – I think he's going to do a full episode later in the year. But uh, next month, he's doing a series of like bonus episodes with me. Um, for the $4 and up patrons, hey, I'm a whore. Okay. Um, <laughs> but he is basically – like he tries to live off of less than $5,000 a year. And he ba he's basically homeless, but he's very good at it. So he lives Wait, all just off is of – this John so Headley? I don't think so. Wait, what's his name? I think he goes by Steve Dean. Oh. And he just uses all like social currency. Yeah. That, so that includes doing what you did, dating to have a place to sleep. Right. But I mean, he's like really dating. I don't think he does the dirtbag version, but like right. he, uh, he's well, like, he dates people. He gets food through that. He trades. I've seen certain people yeah. do that. Um, since then, I would never do that again. I would never do that as an adult. I think it's right. like super fucking irresponsible. I mean, he's and a, he, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry, I mean, he's in, sorry, future guest. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, he's not my friend. I just know the guy. But it, but and naturally in the poly world, right? You got to be in the if you're gonna if you're going to have a place to sleep only based off of relationships and who you can like dog sit for. You got to be in the poly network. Yeah. Well, and then also, <laughs> but also that's very, very complicated because if you're going to be in the poly network and you, I mean, that's a, some trouble I run into in a certain relationship that I had um, where the person didn't really have a solid place to sleep and was sort of bouncing between myself and another person. And I was just like, I don't like this. Mm -hmm. um, this kind of blows because it feels like, um, 
Well, first of all, if you're polyamorous, a lot of the time, not always, but a lot of the time, you want to fuck new people and you want to have a place to do that. And if the other person doesn't have a place and you don't have a place, you're like fucking high schoolers. <laughs> you're trying to like fucking parks and stuff. Right. Um, which, which there's nothing wrong with that. Of either. course not. But it's <laughs> just like you, f- you figure by the time you reach a certain age, you don't got it anymore, you know? Um, but, uh, you know, there's also the concept of, you know, who owns what time and that becomes so complicated. And, um, in terms of, you know, some people can work it out, but I just, um, you start to think like, what am I giving up in this relationship Mm. for this circumstance and for this situation and what, um, what amount of hurt can happen to me just because of what's going on without it, you know, being not okay. And I eventually decided it wasn't okay. Okay. Yeah. So you've dated basically homeless people and you've been kind of homeless yourself. And, yeah. And in, so when you stop being homeless, yeah. what happens? Uh, w- did you go to college? I did. Um, okay. I actually moved to the Middle East for a while. <laughs> oh, Israel? Uh, yeah, which Motherland? is a whole other I, – I, I, um, I kind of uh, hopped, hopped ship to uh, uh, like – it was this whole thing, but I was following this guy who was my, um, my epic ex from a long time ago. Your epic ex. Yeah. He's this person. I was level seven for Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Oh man. Oh, this guy, he was so fucking nuts. But like, while I was like fucking all these people and doing all these drugs when I was in like middle school, um, after like right after that, but like right on the cusp of that, I met this guy and he was wonderful. But then we had this crazy volatile relationship and we, you know, we broke up and we got back together and we broke up and we got back together. But this is over the course of years and years and years. Um, and then he's from there, so he moved back there. And I have been indoctrinated my whole life about. I'm not. I'm not even going to go into that. Um, suffice it to say, I'm not. I'm no longer a Zionist. Uh, I never was really, but now I'm definitely not. Um, I don't. Yeah. It's, <laughs> right, it's one. It's the. It's one of the few political issues I have zero stance on. Yeah. My stance is whoever last told me theirs, because I actually don't know anything about it. That's <laughs> totally fair. I, I, which I'm just like, why as Americans do we really have to have? I know because like, yeah, we have an alliance with one of them. But like, why do we really have to be involved? I don't get it. If I um, could not have a stance on that as an American Jew, I'd be like very, very, very American fucking happy. Jew. <laughs> but like I have to. Because, as a Jew, you have to. Yeah, they well, kind of force I, you into and it. I, you know, I have one and it's <laughs> it's not the one they wanted. Oops. <laughs> It's the one all the mani- the millennials like. Uh, well, no, it's the one anybody with eyes has. Uh, Ooh, <laughs> I'm gonna get in so much shots trouble. Shots fired. I'm sorry. And not only over there. Hey, <laughs> hey, I'm gonna alienate all your fucking <laughs> listeners. I'm sorry <laughs> if I haven't already done it. <laughs> Another good reason to have not have a stance on that issue: can't alienate someone if you don't have an opinion. There we go. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so I don't, I don't know where I was. But yeah, with, with um with homelessness, it's interesting. I mean, you um. You sort of like, I, I, um, I, you don't lose the feeling of like scavenging for like a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and still to this day, like I could do it if I needed to, and I really don't want to, and I'm making sure everything in my life happens so that I don't have to. Do you think it's classist to not want to fuck a homeless person or to be dating a homeless person? Um, it's not because uh, it's not because of their nature as a homeless person. It's that. Um, the situation it puts me in, like in terms of their dependence on me that I didn't sign up for. And in terms of, um, their, their prioritization of other partners because they needed a place to sleep there. Um, instead of just having, you know, choice about where they go, 
that's what's bothersome to me. Oh, man, my reasons were way more lowbrow. Mine were just like, <laughs> I don't know, the smell, let's start with that. You don't the grooming's definitely not, not like going to be a priority. It's not like they don't shower. I mean, you can if you're staying somewhere, you use the shower there. Maybe I should set you up with Steve. Oh, uh, <laughs> no, I think I'm good. I think I'm good. He's I've a good-looking had... dude. Yeah. Thin, makes me feel fat. It's great. I, I have enough. I have enough of those on my plate. So, really. so yeah. Well, enough. You seem to be breaking them off. On, on uh, I've <laughs> broken up with uh, two people this week. Which yeah. is I got one of the texts by accident. Yeah. Well, so, actually, so on my way home here today, I get a big long text from <laughs> Luna, and it's a text that doesn't look like it should be for me. And she's like, "Oops, I'm sorry. Uh, that's the other person I'm breaking up with this week." <laughs> so one of the people you're breaking up with is uh, is my friend. Jim. What, who I who breaks I my love. heart? What's and, going on? Uh, I I you know I I love him very much. Um, we are we've come to an impasse where how many blackouts have you now caused him over this breakup? <sighs> Kidding, it's probably not your fault. I don't know how many blackouts <laughs> are inevitable. How That's many blackouts how many... caused the breakup? Uh, it's it's kind of like saying how many fucking angels can dance on the head of a pin. You don't really know. What? Wait, what? <laughs> who, huh? What? What? <laughs> what was that? It's it's a it's a it's a it's a phrase. It sort of alludes to like yeah, they're like lots, but we can't. <laughs> really put a number on okay. it can we um <laughs> but uh it's you know it's it's hard to say i know he's gonna fucking listen to this so like this is uh this is well this isn't gonna come out until like july okay so he might forget and it's gonna be under a different name but you're right he's probably gonna hear this look um we may or may not continue things i don't know the fact is though i've um, been in a situation for a long time where i've been in you know i've been getting hurt i've been getting really really hurt and i don't I, as much as I love him and as much as I like love certain parts of who he is, I can't, um, I, I came to a point where I was choosing between my self-respect and my relationship and I didn't like it. So what, what are some of the like specific, more specific things that, um, I felt that he was prioritizing his other relationship, mm-hmm. um, in a pretty serious way. Uh, relationship, uh, Buddha. Yeah. He's, well, he's, apparently there's others because he's dating Ames. I didn't know that at all. See, yeah. things like that. Things like that. Things like dating someone for a year and a half and not knowing that they're dating someone else. Right. Um, things like I would come to the Delancey and then, you know, one of my friends, like, all stressed out. I'm like, what? And she's like, oh, gee, I fucked okay? And I'm like, whoa. Is this the one that we ran into the other a couple weeks ago? Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, yo, I don't care who you put your dick in, but, like, if you also put your dick in me, you need to tell me. Like, I don't care. I'm not going to yes or no it. But, like, I'm going to make my decision about who I fuck based on who they fuck, obviously. And now, also now just is emotionally, that, that's is, what you do. What causes that? Like, for me, I have put um, veto, like, going to Hacienda. I'm not going to say who the person is, uh, just in case they're listening. But a couple <laughs> times I've gone to Hacienda with someone and said, could you just please not fuck? Right. And, and... They'll be like, okay. And it's not based off the only reason is just because I if they fuck them, it's gonna make I think that person so hideous that I'm just like, I don't I don't that puts me on their level looks wise and don't do that to me. So you know, and now what's your reason for one the veto to not fuck him fuck someone based on who they fuck? Well, okay. Is uh, it like a okay. health thing? I or? have to say on, on a certain level, like my baser instincts, my my baser shittier instincts on some level are like, ugh. Like if he you, fu- if he fucks somebody that I find unattractive, I'm gonna feel bad about myself. Right, it makes you feel like am but I? But he's on such this? a slut that like he just fucks everybody. <laughs> right. so like, okay, if you're listening to this, I know you don't fuck everybody, but like, come on. But um, come on, you kind of <laughs> you kind of do a little um, bit. Um. So, uh, but like, 
what it really was about for me was um, can, can, um, just having the forethought to have been like, oh, hey, I fucked this person. Um, and they're going to be at the Delancey and you should know. Instead of just having so me find awkward. out. Yeah. Um, also, <laughs> primarily, it's about it's about health for me because I um, – I'm really, really crazy about STD stuff, as you have to be if you mm. fuck lots and lots of people. Um, and a big part of it is for my primary partners to tell me, like, who they're fucking. I'm not, I have no fucking say in that. I don't. You just have a say of whether or not you fuck them afterwards. Exactly. But now, if everyone's using the condoms, I mean, what is it? What What makes um, you. It makes me feel unsafe. If, if there's somebody that. There's an implicit agreement. That what's the kind talk. of, what's the kind of person that someone could have sex with that would make you not want to have sex with them anymore if everyone's using condoms um to me it's the it's the concept that there are secrets um or you know on a superficial i mean he just i mean ugh, it's hard not because, just him but like any other partner no, no, yeah, 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 I'm, yeah i'm thinking in terms of that i have really broad and unconventional tastes in partners it's more are you interesting physically than are you like like conventionally attractive um i I, I find lots and lots and lots of things attractive. So to me, the concept of like conventional attractiveness only appeals to like the really insecure tiny girl in my brain. Okay. And I can, you know, it can make her shut up most of the time um, because it's not, it's not how my libido works. So I don't, I can't assume that it's how everybody else's does. Um, it's, it's mostly that I, I get bored super duper easily. So if you can't keep me entertained, <laughs> I I'm just like I'm no longer into it. Uh, it's not a super healthy way to be attracted to people, but it's how it is. So to me, it's less like oh, you're fucking this person who I, who most people would find gross. What? Well, yeah. More, no, I picked up on that. I was saying like, what are some? You know, so for you, it seems to be like just you don't trust that person. If it's I, I wait. First of all, whoever it is, yeah. I just want to know. Um, right. because I was accused of making drama because I um I confronted a certain partner about a partner that uh, I didn't know about. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like being surprised I get when it that. comes to stuff like that. Um, I can decide whether or not I want to be in a situation based on the information I'm presented. But if I'm not presented with all the information, I'm on my own, you know? Okay. Um, that's what's for me being transparent about shit like that is like s- the most important thing. And being in the poly world, like it's going to come out eventually because we all fucking know each other. Yeah. So, you know, for example, you date each other. And it's yeah. like, I, you know, I've been in like four person situations where one person is saying this thing and the other person is just like, well, no. And then the other partners will talk about it. And it's just like, hmm. Then you feel like you're with mom and dad back when you're seven, you know? know. And I'm just like, motherfucker. <laughs> like, why don't I just like settle down with a nice Jewish boy and calm myself. And then I'm just like, I would last about five minutes before I jumped out of fucking window. (laughs) Pardon the interruption, everybody, but I am so proud to say that the Man Whore Podcast is a primarily listener-funded show. And this is the part of the episode where I like to thank each and every individual person who supports this podcast on Patreon. Big shout-outs right now to Lance S.B., Jennifer C., Jazz O., Nelly H., Justin C., Madeline B., Dave K., Ramon F., Sarah B., Dervla, Sarah S., Lauren A., Nicole M., Millie W., Brian W., Frank D., Jeremy B., Christina D., Holly F., Ashley J., Danielle D.P., Andrew R., Megs N., Jeff C., 
Derek N, and still more names to go. Sarah M, Carrie W, Catherine B, Alex S, Chris W, Lauren M, Gregory Y, Anna Super Slut. Ed B, Sean B, Prickly Peach, Julian H, Sean N, Corey G, Steve D, Alfredo A, Mark G, Emily S, Toby T, and we're almost there. Anthony C, Chris with a K, Greg A, Jeffrey J, Lawrence B, and Jeff Z. And you too can join over 50 fan whores by supporting the Man Whore Podcast on Patreon. You can pledge as little as a dollar per month, and you can cancel at any time. To do so, go to manwhorepod.com and click the Patreon banner on the side. Or you can download the Patreon app, and you can find me on there by searching Man Whore Podcast. Again, that's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Now let's get back to the show. So so what happened with the this other person? Um okay, well he uh I actually met him as a John. So I do um I do domination work. Um sort of I'm a freelance dominatrix. I don't really um I don't work for an agency or Well, that still makes you a dominatrix. Sure, I mean, yeah. sure. But I um I, I I like to work for myself. I, I feel like all doms are a little are freelance. It's not like none of y'all got health care through a, through someone. <laughs> well there are people that like to work with agencies and I don't. Sure. Because I mean but that does mean that you have to do all the booking and when they say sex work, that's yes. they don't things they don't tell you like it's fucking work. It's just sitting online and making sure that the people that you're trying to um, to book for these like domination sessions aren't just, you know, bored businessmen jacking off in their office and then going home to wifey in wet, like Westchester or whatever. Right. Um, but by the way, as a John, I also prefer independence over agency fucking any day of the week. Yeah. Wait, how are you a John? Uh, I mean, like uh, body rubs. I don't I don't, I don't like the fuck uh, fuck escorts. Um, I don't. I obviously don't need like a pro dom, but um, I love me a good body rub. Body rubs are great. I've done that a couple of times. But like I need body rub, but like I need the real massage. I don't want like a hot 22 year old who's wicked hot, but like it's going <laughs> to rub my back for 12 minutes and then tell me to turn off. over. Yeah. Like, no lady, I need the massage <laughs> then stuff. But now right. I've gotten to the point where like I've found just like this apartment, I have found really good deals in the past All right. that I now have like new standards. So if I have to pay 200 more an hour, uh, I now want like at least one or two of like a list of things in it, right? Because like I used like I used to see a woman who charged one eighty for ninety minutes, wow, and and phenomenal massage, right? Uh, so I have like a list of things I like of like extras, I guess you'd call them. Mm-hmm. And if they can give me one or two of those, then I'm like, this is what, a what are your extras on top of a, a solid massage mm-hmm. and and being someone I'm like somewhat attracted to. Um, any of the following, I'm a big fan. <laughs> you got like a whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because you know TER, of course, right? Uh, the Erotic Review. Um, I've heard of it, but I don't know much about it. Yeah. Um, a lot of sex workers I've talked to, not a fan, but like coming from the point of view of a John, I find that website extremely helpful mm-hmm. if you keep things in perspective. Um, so if you don't take... Oh, it's this thing. I Right. Okay. So if you don't like... Because like, look, sometimes they say, oh, well, you know, it's just like a bunch of girls leaving um, positive reviews for each other and... But like, I don't know. I like to think of myself as an intelligent human being. I don't usually fucks with people where they only have one ad. Um, I can tell who is kind of just a disgruntled dude because maybe he didn't get exactly what he wanted. So he's going to shit on her. Mm-hmm. And like what was a legitimate like warning sign for guys? Um, I think it's for me who I can't afford to waste $200 on like a bad time. I just really yeah. can't. Can I just ask you? I'm fascinated by this. What? 
what uh, prompted you to like pay as a John? Like what what got you to that point? Like where uh, you were like this is an experience that I want for the body rubs. Yeah. Okay. Or I didn't know if you meant for TER because TER does cost money. Um, oh, I didn't know that. But I see it as a way of like I'm going to pay forty dollars, sixty dollars, whichever package I get, which is just about like length of time. Uh, I see that as a way of like I am now saving two or four or six hundred dollars on mm-hmm. various women. Right. Yeah. Um, I got like professional massage, like a normal straight massage. I want to say my freshman and or sophomore years of college. Mm-hmm. Like I think like my mom. Do you have, like back problems or something? No, just like my mom would be like, hey, I have an extra massage and massage envy. Do you want it? And it would be amazing. Mm-hmm. And then I'd be at the end of it just like, oh, you know, it would be so dope right now. If I got like also had a hand job. <laughs> And then I was like, wait a second, you can actually do that. <laughs> so I had a client, I've, I've gotten a massage once where happy endings, I guess, were on the table because I had a client who his deal was, he just really liked to be watched jacking off. Mm-hmm. Like that was his thing. So then at one point, he's like, okay, I will pay you like the full price of whatever. Um, but we're going to go get a massage at this like massage parlor that was obviously like a happy ending style massage parlor. Asian. Yeah, it made me really uncomfortable. I told him before, I'm like, any sex stuff with with this is off the table for me. So, I mean, and he, you know, he was good about it. I think he, what he wanted to happen didn't happen, but I still got my money and I was sure. didn't have to, you know, really super ethically compromise myself because <laughs> they were just, they Asian massage par- parlors are the only place I feel that way. You know, like they have a vibe of you don't really want to do this. Yeah, and it was also like in the middle of the day, and I was just like, "This is this is a strange time in my life." <laughs> um, but yeah, wait. So, what's on your list? What's on your menu? Um, things extras that I like that will make a person stand out to me more than others. Um, two pops, ninety minutes, um, blowjob, kissing. Okay, now rim job's not really on this list because it's so rare, but like, Jesus, the few times it's happened and I didn't know about it, it was amazing. I was just like, like surprise, tongue in your butt. Yeah, I was like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> uh, what, is, what did I say? I said two pops, 90 minutes, blowjob, um, um, kissing. That's, I think that's mostly it. I, I mean, I guess. Yeah, I think I think that's really. I mean, yeah, that's it. If if they if I can get one or two of those things, it's ideal. Especially ninety minutes. I'm a big fan of the ninety minute massage. Just because it's you get more massage time. Get more massage time. I don't feel I'm I'm watching the clock less if it's ninety minutes because mm-hmm. during an hour I'm like I'm getting my full fucking hour. Yeah, you know, because um, it's just like I I don't want them to cut the massage short so they can jerk me off and kick me out faster. I'm like, look, if you're trying to do that, fucking massage me longer. Right. Doesn't and then, yeah. Dang. So th- those are those are things I like in a in a massage session. Also, price. That's the other thing. Oh, sorry. The fifth thing would be low price. Right. Well, um, it's just it's it's weird because the the stuff that I do, um, I have I I have sex with exactly one of my clients, and it's only because he is um. It's I, I do I do a couple of things. One of the things I do well did is um I have a partner that um, we do sex shows for people that pay for that and then they go away. And that's awesome because I'd be fucking them anyhow. Um, the How other- much do you charge for one of those? 
It depends. Um, ideally, we'd get 400 Just for them to watch? Yeah. For like how long? However, you know, like I'm just going to be doing my thing and you are there and you do whatever you do. And um, yeah. Um, but, you know, sometimes it depends. Like sometimes I'll do it for less just because I'm, you know, I'm going to be fucking anyhow. I really don't mind being watched at all. Sometimes it's hot. Most of the time it's not because it's like, who are you, random dude? Yeah. Um, I have to say one of the most – if you grew up poor um, – the experience of like the domination stuff, because it's most like by and large, it's dudes with money. It's dudes that are the problem. <laughs> like and it's, it's like, like all the dudes with privilege that they write articles about, those are my clients. No, yeah. And and and, and I will take that blood money from you and put it in my pocket. Yeah. And uh and and you know, just having your fucking boot on the back of someone that you know is truly ruining america is just <laughs> is wonderful it's just like it's like a feeling from god um but it's then, the little things luna but then you also <laughs> have clients that like you can you really feel like you're helping because they're just they've got this freak factor in their head that like they like this thing maybe some of them are a little bit more accepting of it than others but like they all have wives that they can't talk to about it. And that's a fucking terrifying concept that you're you're with this partner for their you have probably kids with them and you just can't even tell them about this thing. Like the one thing that gets your dick hard. Like you just can't talk to them about it. Um I had one client, I, I see another thing they don't tell you about sex work, which should be obvious, is that you a bunch of I mean, especially domination-based sex work is Orthodox Jews, ultra-Orthodox Jews. They're you get you get him you get him in spades, um, and I know Yiddish a bit, and I know all of the references. Oh my god, that they pay extra for about. that. I bet they come back. They certainly come back. Um, but they get a little scared at first because they think I'm going to tell people, and I'm like, "Who the fuck? We're in fucking double jeopardy here, bitch! Like, what? I'm going to go like back to their like weird Hamish communities and be like, listen, this guy, and they're like, we know, uh. <laughs> like, what is in it for me? But then some of them, some of them are like super scuzzy, but some of them are, which is super fun for me. Cause I'm just like, fuck you, dude. I grew up with that. I hate, I'm going to yell at you and, you know, make you lick my boot or whatever. And what's really funny is that I'm not sexually into domination at all. So half the time I'm just laughing inside my head. Like this is ridiculous, but they're just like super into it. So I'm like, all righty, um, it's better than fucking retail. Um, yeah. but it's, but then you have times when you can really help someone. Like there was this one guy that, um, he was this like ultra Orthodox guy. He might've been like, oh, he was such a fucking awful and he's like hitler drew him as a cartoon he was literally like a jewel merchant and he had like jewels in his pocket <laughs> that he like took out at a certain point <laughs> and i was like are you fucking kidding me <laughs> but this guy all he really wanted uh, this was me and my partner we were doing a domination thing but like and he just wanted to be naked in front of people and he wanted to be told what to do and to be able to relax and um he didn't know who Bob Dylan was, man. Like he didn't what? know. He's been so he he lived his whole life. He got married when he was like 17, had a bunch of kids and his he's like really into fine art, but like his wife is still in that world and he wants to leave, but he can't because they might alienate him from his children. So he's this like kind of old dude that's still he's going to be stuck in this life forever. So he got on fucking back page and found a domination ad and thank God we found him and he was just so nervous when we finally got to him and we're like, all right, calm down. We're going to drink some whiskey and we're going to listen to Bob Dylan. And he's just like, Bob, who? 
Yeah. And I just, you know, and in my heart, it was good. And it was therapy for me because I have like a big thing against ultra orthodox men. Yeah. So I was just like, this is, you know, you know, sometimes it's a really great healing position to be in, you know? You know, it's sadder than having to like hold in a fetish and it's the only thing that gets your dick hard and you can't tell anyone about and you have to secretly see a sex worker just to experience it. The only thing sadder than that is having never heard the sweet, sweet harmonica <laughs> and voice of Bob Dylan. <laughs> it's not that she hadn't heard him. He didn't know who the fuck he was because he lives in another planet called that part of Brooklyn. That part of Brooklyn. <laughs> like, that subway stop. Yeah. It's <laughs> fucking Marcy, man. I mean, like, it's just, it's crazy. It's not so. Uh, but yeah, so that, that that's wild. So, and, and how long have you been doing sex work? Um, I started my first time that I did it was on my birthday. Um, <laughs> my happy birthday. I know. Did you make him sing happy birthday to you? That would have um, been... I didn't, but I almost did. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was actually the one client that I actually have sex with. Um, because he's like the sweetest, the sweetest dude in the universe. And like, all he wants is just to like be around like people that he perceives are cool and it pays really well. And the sex is great because his dick is amazing. Um, what makes his dick amazing? Okay. So I like all What kinds makes of- a good dick? Okay. So you know how like I think that's like very subjective to bodies, but like I think every human being that likes dicks inside of them, regardless of whatever else, um, you can just like spot a dick that's going to look like it's going to feel good in your body that one I, no, I want... everybody knows <laughs> everybody knows for themselves like what is gonna feel good because everybody's bits are different so like there's like this intrinsic knowledge that you have i think as a as like a mammal and you can just like spot it well mammals we, we didn't really like care much for i can spot the good. perfect dick from 300 feet away Yo, it's i can i can tell <laughs> i can tell i have two really good skills i can tell when people have gotten haircuts and <laughs> what, i can tell you, <laughs> i don't know why i just really good at that what evolutionary uh <laughs> what what sort of evolution caused you to develop that gene that you i have can no do- idea i think it's a pattern pattern spotting i don't know something like that but i can i can tell when people have gotten haircuts and i can tell when a cock is just going to be magic mm-hmm. in, inside of my body um and for me that that varies only slightly it's just sort of like an there's like an upward curvature that's nice that I that I enjoy, but that's not everybody. Everybody has their thing, and uh, and also, you know, I, I'm really easy. I like most dicks. Like, <laughs> I like that. That gets written down. I like most dicks. I mean, except for if they're aggressive dicks, like without my consent. Like dicks coming at me without my consent are dicks I don't like. But you know, and and you know, but so, consensually in a in a I circle, I a also, ritualistic circle at a bukkake social club, I'm about it. Yeah. Look, sometimes you just got to do that. Um, I also like, I think that people need to think about hygiene a lot more than they do. Mm. Um, uh, Dicks and cunts and everything. Like just wash your bits. Wash your bits, people. Wash your bits. Shave your assholes and wash your bits. I mean, if people don't want to shave parts of themselves, that's fine. I'm a big proponent of shaved assholes. I mean. particular. Yeah, I I think I could I don't really it's not it's not really something that irks me or you know like I'll just I won't be like I won't see a shaved asshole and be like oh, great <laughs> I don't get I don't see a shaved asshole and go great I just see a really unshaven one and go uh, uh okay I just don't want an asshole to be because you're really into putting, putting ma- mouths on assholes 
I don't even put, I don't even really play with the butthole. It's just an aesthetic for me. Interesting. I don't Where even, do you think that comes from? Well, I, I mean, I, I think that, I think that it's everybody's preference. Personally, like that just comes with my upkeep. So that's like the thing sure. that I do. But like, I don't know. I've never really like seen an unshaved asshole and been like, damn it. It's not <laughs> damn it. It's just like, uh, like it's just, uh, it's like, uh, uh. Ah, okay. Makes me make noises. It's your, it's your, it's just like just something a, that it's like, like I, like mine, I keep mine pretty shaven. And so I don't want to fuck a girl who has a hairier asshole than I do. Mm. Just that concept, just even saying that sentence makes me go like, ah. Yeah. You know, like I don't care about pussy hair much. Like uh, armpit hair, I think I can like deal with. Um, <laughs> You're a saint. I really don't care about legs, you <laughs> yeah. know, but hairy asshole will turn me the fuck off. I mean, everybody has their thing. Some people don't like certain types of wallpaper. <laughs> Some people don't like hairy assholes, I guess. Um <sighs> yeah, I mean, certainly if a if a guy uh, is requesting like all kinds of situations, I mean, like I I personally love sticking my fingers in dudes' butts. I just think it's the greatest. Um, it's just so great. It's you know, so great. Uh, I, do do have you met my the lady friend P? No. Uh she the first time we went out, first day when we were back at her place, she insisted on telling me how. She had um, double fisted a dude's asshole. Wow, that's like that takes a lot of preparation. Double fisting, a lot of butts. poppers. Oh yeah, that must be it. And it wasn't just the double fist. She said her and then uh, th- this other girl that they had put. They had all put all four fists into his butthole, and they took a picture. Why? I you know what I don't. Everybody know. Everybody likes their things. Everyone's everyone likes their things. But I'm, why? But I've like, seen, like I demand stuff. some answers. Okay, my very favorite, my very, I, I see a lot of people with um, seemingly innocuous fetishes because domination is about um, pair, pair, like, there's a lot of, uh, what's that words that I'm completely blanking on, but I use it like every single day. Para, uh, fuck, it's paralegal. It's, it's, no, it's sexualizing something that people generally would not find sexual. That's not necessarily, it's not fetish because, Fetish is often things. Pathologize. Nah, I'll, I'll remember it later and kick myself. But parasol. Um, <laughs> it'd be cool if it was parasol. But it's not parasect. What? Whatever. Fuck it. Anyway. Parent trap. No. Damn it. I'm gonna lose. Parasaka. Fuck, I'm gonna kill myself. Okay, wait. Um, I'm gonna jump out the window. This is gonna be the podcast in which I'm, I'm really himself. only on the second floor, yeah, so it, I'll it, very ineffectually jump out. A window. It will break your legs at, at best. I'm sorry. Um, anyway, it's basically things that it's, it's sexualizing things that that really somebody would never. If somebody think. figures out this word, please email us so oh, please so she can sleep at night. I'm gonna, I'm, this is gonna kill me. Um, but yeah, it's so my favorite dude in the whole world. He had this thing. Where he um he he had to work up a lot of courage um to bring this up, but what he wanted was he wanted a pie in the face. Ah. And I said, I was thinking I was you know you have to be really patient and really professional with people because they'll tell you the most fucking ridiculous things in the world, and you have to just sit there like, oh, okay. like a therapist. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, and I'm like, is that a metaphor? Like, what are you trying to say? You will, like, I, I don't what yeah. and uh and he's like no 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 like this is what like it's detailed like that he wants like a a, a, a cream pie a la, like, was he fucking... gonna jerk off during it uh, no um i think he probably did when i left probably because 
he wanted me to tell him that I, that he couldn't um, because, and he said he, this, it's so funny. People sometimes want to start out like already in the zone <laughs> and sometimes want to like talk about it first. I will always negotiate first via email, but sometimes people want discuss in person. Yeah. But what did they do? Did they just like snap their fingers? Like, okay, we're in. Yeah, it got it, it got it took a lot of getting used to to do that because you just have to completely suspend your disbelief and be like, okay, now we're in magic land. Yeah, <laughs> and now I'm very mean and very angry. Um, and I, um, yeah, I was just like, okay, what what does that entail? And he's like, okay, we go to the grocery store and we buy a uh, okay like a fucking cream pie. I was like, where the fuck do you even get that? So we figured it out. You have to like buy a cream like a, like a pie crust and then put like whipped cream, cream in it. Yeah. It was like a lot of logistics, and I was like, "I'm getting paid, so." Like, I need extra if I have to do any sort of uh, food preparation. Shop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he wanted to go to the grocery together, so I was like, "Okay, but this is, you know, time. you're making the fucking pie." I'm <laughs> no, I did. Um, um, I, I was like, "Whatever," um, but he said that it was because he grew up watching "I Love Lucy." And there was that episode with the pies in the face. And I was just like, wow, you have a really good grasp on where your shit comes from. Some people go like, yeah, I love Lucy made me love redheads. And others are like, I just love pie. <laughs> just like pie. I, got, I focused on the other part. I focused on the pie in the face I missed part. the redhead with the great tits. Right. I just was like, look at that pie. <laughs> oh my God, it's so creamy. <laughs> it was just like. Doesn't uh, even want to stick his dick in the pie. He no. wants it in his face. I mean, I think it's it's like a humiliation thing in a certain extent. But I was just like, that is the cutest thing I've ever heard in my whole life. Did you say that to him? Um, no. But you, de- yeah, you thought, I thought that. It. Yeah, I thought it. I was like, that's so cute. That could have gotten so many worse directions. <laughs> and I'm like, really happy that it didn't. I would have liked to see someone fuck a pie. To be honest, just 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 for shits and giggles. Watch American Pie. You know, it's a. Yeah. Jason Jason Big's face bugs me. Is he me too out. Jewy for you? He's is that the Jewish. problem? He's not Jewish. He's not Jewish. Whoa. His um his Twitter handle is like. I'm the so most... happy you had us drink whiskey before this because I'm feeling so all sorts of. <laughs> <laughs> do you hear that whoa I did? Like I would never whoa. do that sober. Oh, yeah. No, that is actually merited though because Jason Biggs basically made his fucking career on looking like the Jewiest Jew in the world. Oh his Twitter his Twitter like like moniker like is just like the most Jewiest looking non Jew ever. Anytime like a celebrity says some sort of anti Semitic thing, everyone's like, Jason, do you have something? And he's like, I don't. He's like, I'm, I'm not don't, qualified I don't to care. answer this. <laughs> it's yeah. not my thing. Does not apply to me. <laughs> Although I feel like he'd probably be killed in the Holocaust, like just de facto. Yeah. Just because, like, come on. If you're not Jewish, you have some friends who are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, Luna, you are uh, you are you are just a delight. Oh, you're a thank joy. you, Billy. And you were nervous. Uh, just a little bit. We, this is my very first podcast, y'all. It tends to it tends to be. Yeah. Because a lot of uh, most of the guests <laughs> are just normal people right. who. I have to like fucking try to convince them to do it. <laughs> Weirdly, I'm I'm booked on a co- like I'm I'm doing more podcasts later. I think I'm going to do um, Ames podcast and then Ames is yeah, fun. Co- possibly a couple of other ones. I am not sure. All right. Yeah. Um. Do you want to advertise your Dom services or no? Um. Sure. Where um, could people come find you if they want to get a pie to the face? <laughs> or any while getting called like a dirty little whore oh man you know you guys want it um i'm at luna saint seer that's l-u-n-a-s-t-c-y-r-3929 at gmail three nine 
29 at gmail uh, i'll have that in the show notes if you're interested in a session what do you normally charge for an hour if i can ask depends on what you're asking for <laughs> like, a, like a standard uh flogging whipping call me a, a sissy boy um i work uh, i work on a sliding scale Slide, so. sliding scale oh, that's so that's very nice of you it's very charitable yeah, well, i try and i try and help people out if i it, you know if you're an investment banker you're gonna get charged up your ass and you're gonna love it um <laughs> but you know i can i can work between anywhere between you know 100 200 dollars for a session like the financial doms I, there's this woman in San oh Francisco no i, I, I want to have mm. i want to have her on she's like like this huge financial dom and that's basically all she does she, it's if you if you land a financial domination client you're fucking set it's yeah. like it's like the gold standard of domination clients because all you have to do is tell them they're awful and they give you money and it's wonderful <laughs> i wish that i gotta get into that there's gotta be there gotta be ones that would want like a, a that need a male dom no oh, maybe of course of course tons and tons and tons i mean help me probably. Put, help me set up an ad i'll cut you in all right i can do that <laughs> and if you, i mean like he's honestly it's uh there are a lot fewer male doms than there are female doms working professionally right. i've found um so you know if you don't mind suspending your disbelief for a little while i suggest i heartily suggest anybody with an open mind to try it i mean at minimum i can do the financial domination thing i don't know if i could be like pro dom pro dom and buy the where i don't think i can wear the leather you don't have to you can just sh- i'm sure somebody would go for like just showing up in jeans and a t-shirt and be like fuck you it would have to be jeans yeah this <laughs> this is all it is no you can this like, is me dressed nice right now i'm wearing like it's a t-shirt but like it has a little collar thing on i'm it. sure they all have like sons your age that are that they like piss them off and they want to like do like fuck around with that trust me like you you're probably somebody's market that's what I'm going to say to everybody. You're probably somebody's market. That's a like, great line. You need that on a t-shirt. <laughs> oh, kind of like, wait, can I, can I tell a bro job story before I go? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is my new moniker. This is my way of, uh, this is, this is something that I'm literally trying to put on a t-shirt. But like one time I was having group sex with a bunch of people and this was like group sex. So this, this was more people I knew that we met up for a number of times and we, uh, uh, you know, I was, I was like sort of in the middle of things and sort of getting tossed around people were just fucking. And there was just like a lot of, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of like really aggressive sex. Then at a certain point you have to like tap out. And, uh, like I go to the bathroom and I come back and like two of the dudes who presented as like super like dude, bro, dude, bro. Like, yeah, man. Yeah. Like people that I have like absolutely nothing to say to guys who like, like one of their hobbies is high fiving. (sighs) Yes. And people that like, honestly, I I really had nothing, no, no interest in knowing outside of this room. Um, they were, (laughs) they were, and they were like aggressively hetero in their presentation. And, um, they were just like, like just sucking each other's dicks like once i left and i was as i came back and i'm watching this guy like give the broiest fucking blowjob of all time he's just like he's just like like she's really he's he's gives he gives great head apparently this is like like this and the other guys so they are not straight guys like they're not straight identifying they are straight identified ah just um and okay so then i I came back and i was surprised because i was like oh and he's they are completely straight identified and this guy was like yeah bro yeah bro oh yeah you like that bro and he's like (laughs) and i'm just like witnessing this thing and i'm like and then i i have this like revelation in my head and i'm just like yo why am i surprised like if a girl goes down on another girl like that's straight identified at an orgy we don't assume automatically that she's bi or we don't assume automatically that she's like you know, now like we're, we have her straightness called into question. Uh, 
So I had a, I, I had this like great revelation about, you know, how people identify what they do, where their interests are on the spectrum. Uh, and it was all because of this wonderful bro job. <laughs> that sounds like straight out of the book, uh, Not Gay, Sex Between Straight yeah. White Men by Dr. Jane Ward, a previous guest of this podcast. Wonderful. Um, <laughs> yeah, just sometimes you're like in the moment, whatever. But like, you know, obviously there are a lot of implications behind that and like whoever, who knows what, you know, construct of masculinity is creating all of these other things. But it was just beautiful. It was a thing of beauty, I have to say. Thing of beauty. And everyone should wear t-shirts that say, give a bro job on it. <laughs> I'm going to try that make, t-shirt. I would love to. All right. Well, Luna, you were fantastic. Uh, thank you so much. And uh, why don't you say goodbye to everyone? Okay. Bye everybody. Bye Billy. Have a great day. Later. <laughs> Oh, she's an interesting bird. That she is. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this week's show. Okay. Let me know what you thought about it. Follow me on Twitter at the Billy Presida. When you're done looking at my painted penis, okay, uh, shoot me a tweet. Use the hashtag ManWhorePodcast. Let me know what you thought about the show. And if you want to say something that's a little longer, has maybe more than 140 characters, you can shoot me an email at manorpod at gmail.com. For all you Spotify folks, I do hope you will head on over to iTunes. Uh, I know you may not use iTunes for your podcast, but if you could just go and leave me a rating and review, that would be fabulous. Come be a part of the conversation on the Man Whore Podcast subreddit. Yes, uh, you can join comment threads for each individual episode. You can make posts yourself, post fan art, post your booby pictures. I don't give a fuck. Let's just chit-chat, people. That is r slash podcast for all you Reddit people. And last but not, and certainly not least, uh, if you can spare a dollar, five dollars, whatever you can, please make a donation to the Man Whore Podcast on Patreon. You can do so by going to patreon.com slash Podcast. Even if it is a symbolic 69 cents, that's one nice way of saying, look, Billy, I don't really have the money right now, but this 69 cents is to say, I'm thinking about you. You can make your pledge today at patreon.com slash Podcast. Make your pledge before July 31st and receive rewards for the level above which you pledge. Again, that's over at patreon.com slash Podcast. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Man Whore Podcast. Now uh, stick around for this teaser from this week's mini bonus episode with online dating consultant Steve Dean talking about how to improve your online dating profile. And when you're done with that, don't forget to stay slutty. Well, so what are some more things uh, in a profile someone should put? I would say the thing to be careful of is like the more opportunities you give someone to ask you questions that don't actually contribute to meeting. Mm -hmm. Uh, the more likely you are to have failure points because people's attend like this is one thing that dating app makers always have to think about like how much how many minutes of someone's life do you get as a single dating app you know if you're tinder you probably get like, the lion's share but you know let's say you're the blender or the you know like blender. <laughs> we have, some, we have apps, three guests on the show oh my god we're blender girls <laughs> wow. so like you you maybe get four minutes a week of users time and so if you like, that's the it, average um it's more than that depending on the app depending okay. on the intent sure. you know, like grinder can get like 25 to 40 minutes a day which is amazing yeah um 
Tinder, I think, I mean, I'm like a power user on Tinder and I think I use it maybe like an hour a week. Okay. So like that's, and that's a lot because like usually people go on, they swipe for five, 10 seconds, they message someone and they leave. And so like in that time, like what have you been able to accomplish? Like what did you give someone to work with? If they're just going to send you a message saying like in, in the four minutes or 20 minutes they're on the app in a week, you're one of, you know, 500 people they might see. And they send you a message that says, you know, blah, blah, blah. I like your taste in music. Like, what the, what does that mean? How right. does that convert into you, like, bonding with them enough, like, relating to them enough that you want to meet up? And so it, it, it usually doesn't. 